Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. I am so, so excited as always. I feel like I'm always excited, right? Shouldn't you always be excited when you come together? If this is your first time, welcome to Conversations with Toy. If you are basically a long timer, you are in it for the long haul, you are a part of our community, you are subscribed, you are locked in, welcome back. We are here for another Friday and we have so much to talk about, but I am not here alone. We have a guest. Yes, we have a guest this week and we are excited to bring Miss Janie uh, on to our show. I'm going to introduce her in a few moments, but I wanted to talk about a couple of housekeeping things. First of all, we will, again, we will have an episode next Friday. I took the break that I took before we got back into this season because I wanted to make sure that I could support those, especially those like myself who may deal with seasonal depression or maybe having issues with being alone or, you know, not having the family that they would like to be around for the holidays. And so we will be back next Friday. So yes, there will be an episode next Friday. So do not stress yourself. We will be here. I cannot wait. Um, With that being said, Last week we discussed, you know, some, you know, a little bit about the holidays when it comes to memories and things that we, you know, remember, or I should say the things that I remember from being a child in the holidays. And, you know, we talked about some of those, those good highlights. And so this week we're going to be having our guests and we're going to be talking about some balance and, you know, so we are eight days eight days away from Christmas. Now, let me be honest. Not everybody celebrates Christmas. Not everybody celebrates Christmas the same. You know, everybody does the holidays the way I would hope that they're doing the holidays as what makes sense to them and not trying to copycat, you know, other people or feeling the pressure of having to make the holidays exactly like they're, you know, someone near them or having to follow along with the TV and things of that sort or or social media. Really the holiday should be whatever you choose to make out of it, whether that be, you know, super big and, and have all these moving parts or to keep it super simple or just to keep it about being restful, whatever you choose to not feel guilty about that. With eight days being away, we already know the second that Christmas hits, literally the second Christmas hits, I guarantee you by what, one, two o'clock in the afternoon on Christmas day, you will find people switching from Christmas straight over to the New Year's. And with the New Year's, this conversation of making these goals, which I'm always about changing and making goals every single day. I feel like goals being set every day, every month, every quarter is something that we should really get in the habit of. So obviously having you know goals for the new year would not change. However, and we will talk a little bit more with Janie about this, is about you know, setting those intentions from the inside so that they become more of not necessarily something that you're working towards 
as a goal to say that you wrote something on paper and you got through it, but more or less it becomes a part of who you are. And a lot of people for the new years are going to make these amazing goals, right? I'm going to eat better. I'm going to work out. I am going to find love this year. I am going to do all of these things. But soon, if it's not inside of them, will then forget these promises that they made to themselves and find themselves faltering in about February. So it is a known fact that in about February, whatever New Year's resolutions or goals or whatever you would like to call them are set that pretty much by February, people begin to fall off. So people are not as, you know, inept to finish their goals because it's very temporary. I know that for me, a few years ago, making the goals were great, but making sure that I was working on my inside to be sure that I could meet those goals were way more important than just setting these goals, writing them down, doing these vision boards. Vision boards are beautiful. They are beautiful representations of what you are working towards in your life. But if you have no true intention from the inside out to make those fulfillments, it makes the goal setting a little harder to do. Goal setting and completing goals are not something that is channeled by the outside. Goal setting and completing those goals are championed from what we put in the work that we do from the inside out. And we're going to talk with Janie a little little later today, but that is how I was able to shed a lot of weight because I was shedding the weight of my mindset in order to incorporate the the shedding of the weight of the physical and they do work very much simultaneously you cannot do one without the other you cannot have the same mindset and then expect to shed the the this is physical weight normally and and very honestly in order for you for you to do it and keep it off you have to be able to do it from the inside out before we start talking about, you know, introducing Janie and before we get into the episode, let's just talk about this week. This week has been very interesting week, obviously very tiring. No weeks ever go past without being tiring. With us being eight days out till Christmas, you know, the kids will be getting out of school soon, sometime early in the next week. You know, life will get to be transitioned from kids being at school all day to kids being at home all day, which for me is never a problem. It's just not, um, I've actually, be honest with you, have been used to now once our kids transition back into regular school, it was actually a lot harder for me to get used to the presence, not being in our home all day, every day. And as much as that was a frustrating moment, because obviously kids normally are not home, I have always said how much I've missed not having them in the house. You know, the complaints of parents that, you know, it was hard to deal with is not a joke. Like it literally was a hard task or what's say hard or difficult, whatever word you choose to use for having children in the home to maintain the business of the home, to maintain businesses and to work and do all those from the home was not an easy task, but I enjoyed making sure that my children had their different meals, that they were warm, that they had what they need, that they were comfortable um, being home. I enjoyed it. And now that they're not here, it's just this big transition. But what I will say, we just received their report cards and all of the kids are literally killing it. All three of my children have made some type of award, whether that was student of the month or pro, which is respecting um, people, respecting others. Like each of them have hit the ground running hard. And I was very concerned as many parents, I'm sure 
um, like myself, was super concerned about how they would transition from being at home to being in school and also dealing with COVID because COVID has not stopped. Um, people were like, oh, you know, we're, when we were in a pandemic, when did we stop being in a pandemic? We are still currently in a pandemic with a new variant into the atmosphere. Um, I know here in Philadelphia, the cases have increased. Um, hospitalizations have increased to the point where they're asking um, those, you know, of us, you know, the, those in our community not to um, come together for the holidays, especially if you are with people that have not been vaccinated. Um, that is the biggest thing. So again, you can choose to believe what you choose to believe. I'm just stating the facts of what's happening. And, you know, I was very blessed to see that my kids pretty much are killing it and have doing well. I won't say it's been perfect, you know, transition because it has not, but to see that their grades have not slipped. Our school is very rigorous. Even when the pandemic was happening, um, our children do not go to the school district of Philadelphia. If you've been even catching a glimpse of the news here in the, the city of Philadelphia, and you know, the city of Philadelphia educational wise is not doing what they need to be doing. They struggled. There was not a lot of things in place. They thought they had really, you know, guidelines in place, but it really was a mess with the, with their district. And so I'm really grateful, even though it costs the money that it costs that their kids are in the school that they're in, because they were able to be pretty much educationally sound while they were home. And then with going back because they kept the same rigorous, I honestly believe they might even have been a little bit more rigorous um, while the kids were home. It kind of kept them afloat academically. So I cannot complain about that. So this week has been great just seeing their report cards, seeing how well they've been doing. It hasn't been a very heavy um, media week. If you don't know, I am a blogger as well. And I do go and attend a lot of events here in Philadelphia for about, I want to say 32 to 33 days straight, we had been on a media Christmas run. So anything that was going in and around the Philadelphia area, um, as far as the holidays was concerned, pretty much I never missed a beat. And I'm grateful because, you know, we sat at home, all of us for about what a year and some change. So it was really great to get back out into the flow safely um, with masks and making sure that everybody was, you know, vaccinated. So that was great. But 32 to 33 days straight, we were at almost all kinds of events. Um, last night I wrapped up, I'm also working with a, a local PR here in the city. And so he and his company wrapped up, I think the 85th opening. Um, so yeah, we have been a very much a very busy, um, family and just very busy in general. And so this week has been more of a calm down where it comes to movement. And now the focus obviously will be on Christmas and the holiday and getting through the holiday. And when I say getting through, I don't necessarily mean that in a negative way. I just mean, you know, we have eight days till Christmas, getting everything together, making sure that whatever plans that we have is done and done very safely. Again, I can't stress that enough, trying to do everything that we can in a way that becomes um, about safety, safety being the highest um, on my mind. And so if we need to change our plans, I've already placed my family on notification that if we should have to change our plans and they have been pretty much understanding, um, of that. So outside of that, you know, ending the year going into quarter number one, it's always been my focus. 
Usually when it gets to about the end of December, you know, I try to make sure that I have content on the blog. If you, like I said before, I am a blogger. The blog is at www.toytime.org. So that is toytime.org. And, you know, trying to get the last of our content up for the year and then focusing right back into quarter one. I will have some, you know, for those who are being serious about their changes and things in their life, um, I will have some new products. Um, and what I say by new products, just some new things that will help you focus on um, about how you're eating, how you're thinking about taking care of your body into quarter one. And again, we're going to talk about that with Janie, but, you know, making sure that these changes are from the inside, because I can give you all of the outward tools. And if you're not making the inside changes, you won't be able to implement, implement them in the least bit. So be very, you know, conscious of how you're moving in that regard. I must say kudos, kudos to a lot of the businesses locally who have been doing amazing jobs of trying to keep everything afloat. You know, businesses have not always had a great um, run when it came to the pandemic, trying to get through everything that they were getting through. So all of the companies that have been doing what they're doing, I'm just, you know, sending all the good vibes your way because it's not easy. I've now been seeing it from a, from a different perspective, um, working with the PR company that I'm working with. And, um, it's not as easy as people would like to believe. And there are so many moving parts. So kudos to them. Today's guest's name is Janie Charlot. She is a family nurse practitioner. She is certified by AANP and a founder of Health and Weight Loss Clinic in Atlanta with a master's of science degree and many years of practical nursing experience, including inpatient care, Janie has a unique view on healing that combines a scientific background with a holistic approach. In her newest book, Capacity to Love, Janie and her twin flame and co-author Russell Bruce invite readers to awaken to the universal feeling of love and experience the healing power that can be found in connecting with one's higher purpose. So we have Janie here um, and she's going to literally talk about her book and she's going to not only talk about her book, but we talk about so many amazing, amazing aspects of balance. One of those things that I have been, my mission, my own personal mission is to create balance in my life. How do you balance it all? People ask that question all the time. You know, you have so many hats, you wear so many hats, you do so many things, but beyond hats, titles, and all of the things that I have going out of my life, creating some form of life of balance where there are times when balance is correct and when times when balance is not, you know, not correct and you're having to do the work to get that back in line. I have been very much about balance. And Janie is, that's one of her words. We talk about that today in today's podcast about balance and how do we create that and how do we live that? And that is not always easy. And it is something that is done daily. Balance is something that you do all the time. You are always going to be correcting yourself to keep yourself in line. You're going to find areas that you're not in balance and get them in balance, especially when you mean this life, when you want to walk in a balanced life and a lifestyle here every single moment. And, and it's not easy, but what I will say, it is worth it. 
it is worth it doing the work to try to keep yourself in balance. Janie says that, and she'll get into that, one of her goals and something that she's been able to accomplish and one of her wins is being balanced this entire year. Not too many people can say that. The struggle for balance is real. So without any, any further ado, I welcome Janie to the Conversations with Toy Family and Community. Um, if you are listening to this and you are on your pot, on your, you know, working out, or if you're doing laundry, you know, I always say this, make sure you do it and kill it every single time, no matter what you're doing. Remember that in the show notes, we will always put in all of uh, Miss Janie's information so that you can get her book and all of the ways in being able to contact her. So Janie, without any further ado, welcome to Conversations with Toy. Today, we have Miss Janie um, Charlotte. She is here, or Char- is it Charlotte? Charlotte. And you, you know, I love saying people's names correctly. I cannot stand when people be butchering up other people's names, especially with how unique my name is. You already know this is not your first time here. You already know how we do here in our, our space. And we are going to talk about some very, very interesting things. We're going to get into her new book. We're going to get into talking about Twin Flames. We're going to talk about uh, self-care. We're going to talk about health. We're going to talk about it all. And so I'm just so glad to have her here because, you know, sometimes when we bring these guests, we always say, what is our purpose? And our purpose is to inspire someone, right? We want to inspire something by something that we're listening to that's going to make us better in the way that we've lived to make us think and always so that we can have other questions. And those other questions can lead you to one, obviously get the book, right? Get the book, read the book, share the book. It's the holidays. You have time to get stocking stuffers, whatever you need to get to support, support, support artists. And that's always going to be number one. Um, Number two, again, these types of conversations when we come together allows us to like go off of each other and just talk about our lives, different things that we're bringing into onto the, the stage. So listen up. If you are working out, do what you're doing, turn it all the way up, do what you have to do. If you are folding clothes or doing whatever it is that you're doing, let's get on into this conversation. Janie, take it away. Well, thank you so much. Um, it's really a pleasure. I love being able to talk about all the things that I love to do. Um, so yeah, Janie Charlotte, I am local here in Atlanta. Uh, I am a family nurse practitioner, uh, two-time author with my recent uh, release of Capacity to Love and Awakening to Unconditional Love. Um, I am a podcaster as well, and I am a mother. Awesome. I'm a mom too of three. Yes. I get it. Yes. Yes. So with so many hats, we're going to get into the book and all that with so many hats. What is your go-to for self-care? Like how do you take care of yourself and do you believe self-care is a daily care or is it something that you just kind of pick up on the weekends? So that's a wonderful question. Um, I live by balance, like balance is like the one word that I live by. And I have three things that I do. And that's my top priorities. And I follow them in that order. And if nothing falls in those top three, then it can wait. Number one is myself, which is self care. So that's relationship with myself, my inner self, my connection to source to God, all that good stuff. Number two is my family. And number three is my work. Um, And I, I take care of everything in that order. Seriously, and I, I don't deviate from it. And whatever's not in that, then I'll get to it in time. 
I love how you said, and you put yourself first, which is something that a lot of women, a lot of people in general, but a lot of women struggle with because we have this ideology that we're supposed to give, give, give to everybody else, but we cannot give from an empty cup, but yet we're operating daily by doing everything for everybody else and then getting to ourselves last. So we give ourselves the last of everything. We don't start our day off by taking care of ourselves first. We start off by doing everything for everyone else. Yeah. And we don't even know that we're giving from an empty cup until something happens, whether you take a fall in your health, whether you have a mental breakdown, whether your relationship goes, you know, to the left, something has to happen for you to stop and say, okay, I need to reevaluate my priorities. A lot of us don't even know we're giving from an empty cup. Yeah. And I, I love that you said that because so many times we are taught, like, it's almost like we're taught, we are taught to give of everything and be last. And um, we're yeah, I was just going to say, there's, there's programming, there's a lot of programming. So whether it's from your own household as a child, you know, seeing your own parents or your own mother juggle many things, um, and then it becomes society. And then you're looking outside of yourself for the definition of yourself. And when you look outside of yourself, you feel like you have to do all the things that everybody else is doing. And that's when we lose our connection to self, when we look outside of self. But when we stay centered, we stay within, within ourself, our own connection to our own higher self, our, our own higher purpose, we don't lose that connection. I love the way that you said balance, which is one of my keywords. It's, yes, you know, it's one that you have to juggle. It's something that you have to evaluate. And if you're trying to live a balanced life, you're always evaluating all the time where you need to become better at balance. And yes. with you being a, a nurse practitioner, how do you use that word and how you help others with their, their, their weight loss or how they see themselves? And, and you talk about using it in a holistic approach. How do you do that? Yeah. So um, as a family nurse practitioner, I do, I focus on weight management. I love it. I've been doing it for a long time now. Um, And I tell people that the body is always trying to reach homeostasis and homeostasis is nothing but balance. So if your blood pressure is high, that's because it's overcompensating for something else. Perhaps you're stressed in another area of your life. So the blood pressure runs up because it's trying to overcompensate or bring you back to balance. Your your entire health, your entire mental, physical, and spiritual is always trying to seek balance. And when something is out of balance, is out of line, misaligned, you have to stop and evaluate what is out of balance. And if you do that every single time, you will learn how to adapt and again, prioritize those things that are important to maintain you know, your weight or your blood pressure or your stress level or whatever it is. It's all about maintaining balance, all of it. So what do you, what is in your opinion, and maybe the one excuse that you hear the most when you are talking, you're telling someone who's completely, obviously out of balance, they're out of alignment. They have these different health um, issues because I've actually in the last four or five years, since I've managed my weight, I've gone to more of a holistic doctor versus 
a traditional doctor in the sense of just prescribing medication. So not necessarily using a doctor that is about prescribing medication. I had a doctor that was just like, listen, let's get your weight under control. Let's get this inner stuff. Like my doctor took a hands-on approach to that level versus let me give you something to manage A, B, and C. So how, or what is one of the biggest excuses that you may hear in your line of work? I would say the biggest excuse is I don't have time. Hmm. Everyone tells me I don't have time to meal prep or I don't have time to work out or I don't even have time for five minutes for myself. But I tell people that's a lie. You have time. It is what you decide to do with the time that you have. And I have people, oh, I can't take off work and I can't do this. Okay, so when you are in the hospital on your deathbed, your employer is just going to replace you. So we have become um, overly obsessed with everything on the outside of us, and we have to bring it back. And that's the holistic approach. It is mind, body, soul, your mental, your emotional, your physical, your movement, and your spiritual, which is your connection to yourself. And deeper than that, connection to the highest creator that connects us all together. And when you keep all of that in balance, I guarantee you, you will live a happier, a healthier, more fulfilled life. And let me tell you, I feel like my life opened up the very second that I realized that yep. and this was a few years ago. And that really just keeps me within line. Um, what are some of the, so, you know, time being the, the, the biggest excuse. Yep. <laughs> Cause I, it's, and, and I'm glad that you said that because some people will say they don't have time, but they're on TikTok for hours at end. Um, exactly. they don't have time, but they're on social, some form of social media. Um, yep. and, and it's, it's, it's such, it's crazy that we don't utilize our time a lot wisely. Like some people will say I'm watching TV. I used to watch, there was a workout show that I, I don't even remember the name of the show, but I used to watch that while I was working out. Like I had my bike yeah, there and I would watch it. And it was actually motivating because you would see people who were struggling just like I was with the whatever yeah. weight. And then it's like motivating. So it's when you say people don't have time, what are some of the ways that they can bust through that? I don't have time excuse. Um, you have to have that internal desire to live and want to be the healthiest version of yourself without that desire nothing can happen. And and it's the truth. But so when I say I want to feel and I want to look and I want to be the healthiest version of myself, the whole universe is about to respond to that. Everything is going to conspire to help you reach that goal. So you have to start with that internal dialogue. Um, And one is stop bad talking yourself and your body, because that is what every cell in your body hears. So people say I'm fat, or I'm never going to lose this weight, or just all of it, all the negative disempowering words that you tell yourself, that is what you're going to keep creating. And I tell people we create our reality with our thoughts and our words. So the more you keep telling yourself, I'm never going to lose the weight, I'm never going to lose it, you won't. So one, yeah. So one is you have to have the right mindset. Like you have to have the right 
mindset and, and weight management is, I'm going to say 90% coaching is 90% coaching because I'm literally trying to transform how people think about their health. Very true. Because when I, <laughs> when I first started, I told people all the time, it wasn't even the weight that I was carrying. It was the weight that I was carrying. Yeah. So it's not the weight that you're carrying. It's the weight that you're carrying. And a lot of that is in your mind and in the way that you think, and it's the truth. So once you learn to to unlock that, the weight physically will come off. It'll do literally literally fall off. It will literally fall off. And it's so true because I tell people that a lot of emotional wounds can manifest in the physical body as weight gain. And other chronic illnesses that you see, you know, fatigue and, you know, muscle aches and all this depression and anxiety, you know, it's all emotional things that are lodging and manifesting in the body. And once you can really tap in deeper, you can you can start to release that and the weight falls off. It happens all the time. And let me say, so since everybody's going to be in their 2022 of, you know, Usually that's the beginning of the year. Yeah. And and it's funny. It's not funny because actually in February is when people drop off. So everybody's, you know, going mountain high in January. So that first few weeks, the gyms are going to be packed. Everybody's going to have their meal prep together. But if your mind isn't together and it's not balanced by the time February comes, and it's a true fact that by February, people have already forgot the promises that they made to themselves. Like I think people realize that goals are promises that you made to yourselves. And the only way to maintain that is by having your mindset be where it's supposed to be. Because again, by February, you didn't forgot about the meal prep. You done gone back to some of the bad habits. You haven't taken all of the food out of the home that you know you don't need. You haven't done all these little things that add up and mean so much more because by February, it's no longer, it's not a part of who you're trying to be. It happens a lot. It, it, it definitely happens a lot. And I tell people, you know, stay in your lane, run your own race. This is your health journey. Don't look out and compare, you know, yourself to what somebody else is doing. That diet may work for them. It may not work for you. You have to run your own race in this thing. And you, we can't do it because it's a class reunion or it's a wedding or it's, you know, the vacation. You have to really want to be healthy. It has to be a desire. And that's why I said it has to be a desire that is stronger than your current habits. So true. So let's get into your book, The Capacity to Love. Talk about, first of all, (laughs) we're going to talk about this twin flame. To you, what is a twin flame? Because when in the past where I've heard about twin flames, if you look up twin flames, you hear this negative connotation of some type of unsatisfaction in one relationship that merges you into the arms of this twin flame. And Mm -hmm. how do we dispel what you believe a twin flame is? So um, capacity to love is about my awakening to unconditional love. And what I want people to really, really understand about that is the unconditional God love where I truly unravel that I am God. I am the creator. I am that I am. That God is not a being, a superhero, anything outside of myself. So I am creating 
every day with my mind, with my thoughts, with my words. God is the ultimate creator. And we right. are also creators. So in that, you that is love, infinite love. So I've tapped into a source that is an infinite source of love where most people want to get love outside of themselves. Mm-hmm. So it is an awakening to the unconditional love that is within, right? So in that process, um, it's almost the twin flame experience is almost a, um, a magnetic draw, and it's typically a feminine energy and a masculine energy. Mm-hmm. Again, it is a it's a very um, high spiritual um, process awakening because it's really an awakening. And both people have to be very spiritually mature to understand the process. I think when people say that it's negative, there could be a runner and chaser effect, but this is when the souls are still wounded. They have not healed themselves. And most often um, you really don't unite with, with your twin flame because the connection is too strong. But sometimes they will come in union when there are big awakenings or shifts on the earth like there mm-hmm. is now. I like the way that you said that because, again, that dispels this whole negative connotation about twin flames. And you said about this healing. Talk more about what that means to have this inner healing so that you can be united with, you know, a twin flame, because a twin flame is very powerful. Once you unite, it's very magnetic, very strong bond, but it can, it can't unite unless you sit, like you said, you're healed. What does that mean? Exactly. So like I said, it is a feminine and masculine energy, right? These two souls harness the unconditional God love of mother God, father God, and bring that down into the earth so that they could radiate that out and be an example in the mission work. That's the other thing. Twin flames come together for mission purpose work. It's not just fairy tale love relationship. These are souls that have reincarnated many lifetimes and they have gone through a lot of healing in many lifetimes. And at this point, they are ready to come into union. One, they have merged their own hearts with the ultimate creator. And that's why they can harness that unconditional love down. I love that. So how does a person, well, not even a person, but you have to be able to be in control of your emotions to even be in a runner up for any of this. So how does a person master their emotions? Because that is huge. So I have another book out there. It is called seven steps to mastering emotions. Mm -hmm. And you cannot honestly open up to the unconditional love of mother God, father God, without mastering your own emotions. And because when you master your emotions, it brings you to self mastery. You are no longer being um, manipulated or controlled by your own emotions or the emotions of others around you. You understand, it's almost like you see through the veil that 
everybody is just reacting to the environment outside of them. Mm -hmm. You have full control and reign over the internal world because that is where your power is, is internal. Right. I love how you said that because a lot of people are telling themselves that they're in control of their emotions when clearly they're not. Right. They're reactive. Exactly. And it is about responding and not reacting. Um, The book, Seven Steps to Mastering Emotions, it walks you through each step. And it's not, this process is not linear. I want people to understand that. Like to mask, because you're mastering yourself. It's not a linear process. You may, you know, understand, okay, why am I feeling anxious? Why am I feeling jealous? Why am I feeling anger? And you might be angry, but it's just hurt that's being masked. So it's a a process of, first of all, becoming aware of your Mm -hmm. emotions. Some people are not even aware of their emotions. And until you're aware of your own emotions, you can't be aware of somebody else's. Absolutely. And healing in itself is not linear either. People have this ideology that, you know, you go to therapy or something and you've, you feel like you've unlocked some type of, you know, Mario Kart level of some understanding. And then all of a sudden you're just fine. That's not necessarily how it works. Right. Um, And going back to the twin flame. um, So it's, it's the masculine and feminine energy. And each one of us, all of us, each spiritual soul, we all have masculine and feminine energy within us. And we have to balance that energy within ourselves first in order for you to come into balance with your with your twin flame. So what I mean by that is if there has been any issues in your childhood with your mother, with your father, you may have a wounded masculine or a wounded feminine within you. And mm. you have to go within yourself and figure out, am I wounded? And if there's something that keeps showing up, every relationship that you're in, you, it keeps you're reacting the same way. There's some emotion that keeps coming up. That's when you have to stop and go deeper, go beneath the surface, pull back those layers and figure out where am I wounded? Because a lot of wounds are very, very hidden. A lot of our issues, and I won't say all of them, but a lot of them stems from our childhood. Um, And why is that? Like, you know, it's like, Grown people have these little girls or, or little boys inside of them that are unhealed. And so people who avoid going back into that, going back into that time, struggle the most with their healing. Yeah. Up until about the age of seven, most children are learning from their environment. So if before the age of seven, you were in a household where your parents didn't show any love or any affection or was limited in the way they knew how to give love and receive love, that is now your interpretation of what love is. So that could be abuse. That could be molestation. That could be, you know, um, rejection. It could be so many things that that you are viewing up until seven years of age. And now that is your program. Hmm. It's your program. 
So you become an adult and you're still running the same program. So a lot of awakening to unconditional love is understanding that you are only love. That's all you are. You are not your name. You're not your title. You're not any of these identifiers that society puts on us. Right. You are purely love and you are connected to the most high God that connects us all. Absolutely. What is your goal? Um, Because you've now written these two books. Is there any more new books on the horizon? Like what is your, what are your future endeavors? Yeah. So I, I do have another book. Um, That one's going to be seven steps to enlightenment because that is what, we're all here to do and to achieve. We are, and it depends on your belief, but I am a strong believer that we are all spiritual beings having a physical experience that we call life. We have gotten trapped in the physical, forgetting the spiritual. So you have to go and learn who you are in the spiritual sense. And you have to go within to do that. So in the seven steps to enlightenment, it's kind of, I want to be able to help people get through that process. And again, you know, it's not anything linear. It depends on your soul journey because we're all here to learn. And it depends on the lessons that your soul decided to come in, in this physical realm to learn. So it, it may go back and forth. You may progress, you may fall back, but it's all about getting to self mastery. Most of us want to control everybody around us, but we can't, <laughs> right. we, we're, we only are in control of us. That's it. Our power stops at the tip of our nose. That's it. <laughs> That's true. It's so true. What has been at least two wins for you this year? Because, you know, ah. we've been in a pandemic, a pandemic, I call it a panoramic. Um, we have been in all kinds of carrying on with life around us. What have been two of your personal wins for you this That's year? That's a great question. I would definitely say um, the release of capacity to love. Um, I really feel that this is definitely a mission. Um, it's a purpose work. I want this book to go out and awaken the masses to who they are. We are powerful and the power is all within us. Um, So that's definitely one. And I would say um, another personal win for me is that I have been in complete alignment in all aspects of my life the entire year. That's amazing. Yeah. So you don't got to start your whole, you know, new year, new me. uh, Let me get my (laughs) my goals together. And I'm always about goals, but you're not having to start from the whole let me figure it out stage because you're trying to keep yourself or are keeping yourself in alignment and balance. Yeah. And I've you know, I've really managed to align every aspect of my life, business, personal, you know, even be, you know, uh, physical, everything I have managed to align it. And that feels really, really good to me. With the holidays coming around, what is one way that you'll celebrate the holiday season? Um, most likely just hanging out at home with my, my family pretty much. Um, I am not a big person on the 
story of Christmas, but I do believe in the love of the season, if that makes sense. It does. And, it does. and that's where I, I, I stay, you know, in that realm. So I do, I definitely love the love of the season, but I do have, you know, my opinion on the story of all that. <laughs> hey, listen, that's, it's all to the good. Like I always tell people like the spirit of Christmas, um, is something that we just need to hold on to. And I wish we can keep that spirit really going. <laughs> yeah. All well, this is the the time truth- where everybody's nicer and everybody's doing what they need to do. And the truth is we have to be in that love every day. Mm-hmm. And that, and it's in love is really a vibration. It's a, it's a frequency. And I talk about that in a book. If you tap into that frequency and you can stay in that frequency, you can now manifest and do everything and create everything from that frequency. Amazing. So how can, well, we're going to link the book and books actually into the show notes. So go to the show notes. You'll be able to get all the links of the books, but where can, if they, if the people who are our community are listening, where can they follow you on social media? Yeah. So I am on Instagram. You can look it up by my name, Janie Charlotte. My handle is nurse practitioner underscore hired. Um, the books are both on Amazon, uh, capacity to love. You can go to capacity to love.net. If you want to autograph a copy of that, um, Facebook, my name, Janie Charlotte. Uh, I am on YouTube as well. Yep. And we will include, we have all the links. So we will include that in the show notes so that you can click it. Y'all know, listen, this is a clickable nation. Y'all do not want to go research and search and type in. So you will be able to go into the show notes and literally click and find her everywhere. So do not fret if you were sitting there working out and you're like, I didn't catch that. Don't worry. Just click on the show notes and everything will be there. What is the final word that you would want to leave with the community? Like to let them, you know, any, any capacity, what, what would be your final word? Um, I think I want people to know that, um, you are not your failed relationship. You're not the money you make, you know, that doesn't define you. You're not, you know, your, uh, the car you drive or the house you live in, you really are pure energy and that energy is love. And when you get to that, and and it's within you, I guarantee you, you will unlock something that you never thought you could ever unlock and live in a vibration of unconditional love. Always. Janie, you've been amazing. Thank you for being um, a guest on Conversations with Toy. We want to make sure that we support you in every way. So again, I'm going to say this again. In the show notes, please go in and find everything you need to find as far as the books, social media, all the things that we talked about today. And I hope that, again, something that we talked about resonated with you, because, again, I'm so grateful that we're having this episode now before everybody starts turning into the gurus of the, of, of the new year, before... <laughs> Before everybody starts picking up their new year spirits that we yeah. want to do the inner work, because I'm telling you, doing the inner work will help you so that it's the new year becomes 
simply a celebration instead of a proclamation of something you're going to do, you start walking in it and we're exactly. you know, we start becoming it instead of trying to find a way to walk in it for two weeks. Yeah. We have to embody it. Like we have right. to be it. We just have to be it. That's it. Right. We're not making these proclamations to do this for two weeks. And then all of a sudden we drop off. Like this is something that you want to become and exactly. becoming is way deeper, way more um, life-sustaining than than moments, than just having it touches is. of moments. Like you have these two weeks and now all of a sudden you're just like, eh, like I want you to grab a hold of that and like really become that. It's like, I'm telling you, um, once you walk into that, it'll be amazing. Yeah, it will. So thank you so, so much. No problem. Thank you for having me. So what did you think? Janie is, she, she's out here killing it. And I love, 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 love a lot of her perspective. You know, it is always refreshing when you find someone who just gets it, who lives it. It makes life so much easier. And you know what I will say is there's so many people that are going to be like, that is not my life, but that is something that I'm, you know, working towards. This is what this episode is for. It was to encourage you to be more balanced. It was to encourage you to obviously get her book and listen to, you know, read her book and to support her work. But being in balance is key to living the life that you, you're envisioning for yourself. You cannot do that all out of whack. You cannot do that when you're not doing it from the inside out. It, it, it is a mental work. It is a heart work. It is a healing work. And you got to do the work. I don't get shortcuts, right? There is no way of shortcutting balance. You cannot shortcut balance. It doesn't even work. And and when you're balancing a checkbook, you can't take shortcuts. It doesn't work that way. You have to do the work and the work will then speak for itself. Um, I'm hoping that in these eight days that you have to Christmas, that you are not running around super stressed, that you are finding ways to create your memories, to have joy moments, um, if you are unfortunately alone this season, I cannot even imagine what that feels like. What I can say is that I encourage you to not lose hope that this is going to be your forever moment and that you find a way to feel that level of fulfillment. Um, I remember when I was single, not necessarily having um, too many people outside of my family to kind of rely on. And it was hard. I would never sit here and act like because I have a family that it was just like, oh, you know, no big issue. It wasn't always as easy. And as much as you want to like, okay, I'll get together with my single girlfriends or I'll get together with a couple single other friends. It's hard because everybody is trying to figure that, that balance, that word again, balance on how to do the holidays. So even if you have other single friends, they may be meeting up with their family. So it's not always as cut and dry as other people would make it sound. I understand that, right? I hear you, I see you, I get it. So I would say do whatever you need to do for yourself. Some people decide that they're going to low key, just enjoy themselves watching movies, you know, eating something really good and just staying, you know, too, you know, not playing it so close to social media, whatever that is for you going, you know, I just encourage you to do. Last week's drink of the day was our peppermint hot chocolate. And yes, that can be spite. Um, my drink of the day for this week is going to be a apple cider, a hot apple cider, something super simple, 
but very much indulging, tastes extremely good. Listen, I can drink apple cider all day long. Um, it hasn't been really hot. The weather has been crazy. How are we in what the week before Christmas practically? And we're in 50 to 60 degree weather. So I'm just going to encourage the people, make sure you still wear your hat and coat, your t-shirts, all of that, because this weather can be very deceiving. You know, you can go from 50 degrees today to 30 degrees next week. So just stay, you know, very much protected and aware of yourself. So today's drink is an apple cider, super simple, super delicious. But again, you can have it hot or cold. There's a lot of people who don't necessarily like apple cider. Um, I, I can respect that, but for those who do enjoy a great, great cup and not apple ciders are the same. Um, I don't care what those people tell you. It's definitely not, um, my personal for hot and especially inside of my Keurig is going to be Mott's. Um, I haven't found outside of Mott's any flavor for me for apple cider, especially hot that will be as great. Now, when it comes to cold apple cider, um, if, if you don't know, I'm from a small town, even though I live here in Philadelphia and consider myself now a Philadelphian, I am a Philly girl now. However, I definitely lived in a small town. So a lot of the apple ciders that I enjoy would come from like an Amish market um, locally and local um, farmers for me for apple cider when it's cold do so much better than some of the manufacturers. So enjoy that glass of apple cider. What will the weekend look for? you know, for me, uh, the weekend will look like rest. Lots of it. The weekend has a few, um, media events. Um, I'm not totally done, even though I went through the 20, 32 to 33 days, I am not exactly done. I have some events for Saturday. I believe, um, I'm having brunch with my, one of my girlfriends for our holiday brunch on Sunday. And then next week I have a couple of things to finish out the the end of the month. Um, there are a few plays that I would love and I'm going to be going to see and I can't wait for that. But again, it will still include with all of those moving parts, rest, 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 restoration. I'm trying not to do too much. I do plan on doing like the gingerbread houses with the kids this weekend. So, you know, that in itself is more than enough because once you give kids a bunch of candy and you do these gingerbread houses, that's pretty much a wrap. The kids is going to be on a thousand. So that's my weekend. That's how we're ending out this episode. I hope that this is not your first time. Three things that you can do to not only support myself as a podcaster, but all podcasters, as well as Janie, who has a podcast as well. You can do three things and they're free 99. The first thing is to subscribe, subscribe to the show. Second thing, review, review the episode, review the podcast as a whole review. The third is to share, share this episode with someone else who is trying to create a balanced life and wants to know what the secret is. Although the secret sauce is inside of you and the effort and the energy that you put into it. Um, so three things, make sure that you support in those three ways, subscribed, review, and share. Have an amazing week and I will see you back for Conversations with Toy next Friday.
Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.